Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages. It is, a, is it okay to get angry sometimes? So one of the big things I've been working on personally, and I see this in a lot of the guys in my program too, that they you know, get angry either at their, their wife or their kids. Often with their kids, it comes out kind of more strongly with their wife. Sometimes it's there, but they're trying to try to keep it under wraps, but it's kind of like hidden underneath there. So um, yeah, we're going to talk today about what's the purpose of anger. You know, I, I believe there are times where it is useful. I think God gives us anger for a reason. Um, and we'll talk about that today. So uh, my name is Mike Frazier, MD. I'm a psychiatrist and marriage coach, and I help high achieving Christian men have more intimate marriages. So some wins for the week. Um, so guys in the program, right? Um you know, they're having better anger management with their kids. You know, they're able to take some breaths and calm down and really direct their kids in a more calm way. Um, one guy shared a really cool one this week about, you know, his uh, wife and daughter were fighting about something. And you know, that can be a tricky situation, especially if you're, uh, you know, in this particular case, it was an adult daughter. Um, and so, you know, do I take sides here? Do I not? But he was able to just do it in a really great way where, you know, he was able to just say, you know, his experiences with, you know, the thing his wife was doing. Uh, in this case, it was about kind of like eating healthier food. And he was just able to say how, hey, like when I've eaten it, I felt better. So I was backing her up, uh, backing his wife up in a really good way because she'd been preparing those meals. So just overall, guys are having way less conflict and more connection, you know, stuff that usually would have set them off. You know, they're able to not get set off by it, right? And just turn it into a more connecting place. And there's more peace at home overall. Guys are catching times when they would usually like make things about them and just listening instead, which is leading to more mental, emotional and sexual intimacy. And for me, it was just like a really great weekend this weekend with my wife and kids. I got to spend lots of time with them. You know, my my anger management is a lot better. One of the things I've been doing is just trying to remind myself whenever I see anybody, but especially my family, just saying mentally, I love you, right? Just reminding myself, like, that's the experience that I want people to have when they're with me is that they feel cared for. They feel loved, especially my own family. So yeah, and that translated into a really fun weekend, got to... Uh, play a pickleball tournament with my oldest son, which was a lot of fun. Um, and right at first, like it could have gone bad. He was kind of nervous and acting in a way that in the past I might've got really upset about, but I was able to just you know, let it go, let him have his own emotions. And we just had a great uh, time together because of it. So um, anyway, yeah, some good wins. So again, like one of my big goals has been to not lose my temper with my kids. And I've been doing a really good job. I've been doing mental rehearsals and breathing and using all the skills. And then a couple of days ago, man, I just I didn't do a good job. Like my, they're supposed to be doing their after dinner jobs, cleaning up. I'd asked them a bunch of times, you know, I was kind of stressed out about some other stuff. And so one of my sons had this toy. He kept playing with it instead of cleaning. So I grabbed it and like threw it into the garbage. Um, it was not cool. It was definitely what I would consider losing my temper, which is something I promised them I wouldn't do. And so I just felt horrible. I felt really bad about it. Um, 
so, you know, I apologize to them. I, I said, yeah, I didn't show that emotional control. I had agreed that I would pay whoever I lost my temper to $10 if I ever did it again. So I paid him $10. And, um, yeah, so for, for a little while, I felt just like really down, especially because, you know, with the guys in the program and, you know, the podcast and stuff, I was like, man, you know, I'm, I'm telling you guys, you know, trying to set the example and here I am failing. But, you know, what I realized was, look, I can't go backwards, right? I can learn from this and I can move forward. So, you know, just keep going forward with my mental rehearsals, with my planning, learning from this experience. What was it that set me off? And one of the big things, right, was just like walk away. If, if like, and I was trying my breathing, it just wasn't working. Right. And so I just added to my mental rehearsals. Look, if I'm breathing and it's not cutting it, just walk away. Right. Just walk away for a little bit. It's much better to just be away for a little bit than to lose my temper, freak everybody out, all of that. Right. Now here's the thing. So in that same evening, right. So I did get mad. I throw this thing in the trash. I'm, I'm, you know, raise my voice. I'm like, get your stuff done right now. So what happened was all the kids did their stuff. <laughs> they were all freaked out. They, you know, were all scared. And so they did it, right? They did their jobs. They did it very quickly. They asked what they could do to help. They were very obedient in the moment. So we get angry because it works in the moment often, especially with younger, younger kids, right? They get scared, right? And so they do what we're telling them to do because they're, they're freaked out, right? Um, even with our wife, you know, sometimes if we get mad at our wife, sometimes she'll give in and just like do what we want to do, what we want her to do. So it's, it's a way to use power, right? The problem is it's a, it's a short-term fix, right? You know, this kind of anger, it creates, yeah, fear in the people around you. So yeah, they might do what you tell them to do, but like, Long-term, they're not going to want to be around you. Like overall anger, it's not an attractive emotion, especially when it's used in this way to try to manipulate and control the people around you, right? Again, it can be effective in getting what you want in the moment, but long-term, look, I guess it depends what you want, right? If you just want your kids to do what you tell them to do, right? And when they leave the house, never want to come back, you know, do it, right? Get mad at them all day. But if you want a relationship with your kids where they're going to want to bring their kids to see you, right? This is something that really connected with me the other day, a guy named Mike McCallowicz. He's written a ton of great books, uh, Profit First and things like that. But he did an interview where he said like his measure of success was if his, his kids wanted, you know, their kids to spend lots of time with him, right? Um, and how's that happen? That doesn't happen if you're a guy that's always mad at everybody, Right. Like they're not going to be like, oh yeah, go see grandpa. He's going to scream at you. Like that's not going to happen. So again, you know, it depends what your goal is, but if you want to have, leave a great legacy of being a strong and loving guy, right. And have people want to spend time with you. Cause look, as your kids get older, like I'm experiencing this now, I've got, um, you know, my oldest is 16, you know, he's going to have options. He can spend time where he wants. So like, it's much more effective if you become a guy that people just want to be around. And a guy that's angry all the time is not a guy that people really want to be around. Okay. So again, you know, it just, as kids get older, it gets less effective because they're not as scared of you. Right. They kind of know you can't really like physically injure them because you're going to go to jail if you do that kind of thing. So they just, it becomes less effective to control them. Right. Um, it also inspires people to hide things from you. 
right? So if they know you're going to blow up, well, instead of like bringing to you hard things, you know, they're going to hide it. You know, this is with your wife or your kids, right? If your wife is just kind of struggling with something, like I, I use the example often that my wife had some questions about our faith, right? And she knew I was going to get mad about it. And so she didn't bring it up for a long time. Eventually she did. And it turned into a really great thing um, for both of us and helped us grow a lot. But, you know, if I wasn't so prone to getting mad, it probably would have come up a lot sooner. And with the kids too, they just hide stuff, right? Instead of telling you what's going on, they just don't tell you because they're worried about you getting mad. Okay. So you get lower connection. And overall, again, it's just an unattractive emotion. People don't want to be around someone that's angry all the time. So what is anger? So God gave us anger. It's part of who we are, right? Even Jesus himself got angry. We talk about that, but so it's a, it's a high energy emotion for sure. And it's purple. Its purpose is to injure or defeat or destroy the things around you, right? To hurt the things around you. So like if you were out and somebody came and started like attacking your wife, right? You would want to activate anger so you could come and fight that guy, right? And get him off your wife, right? And hurt him you know, get them away. Or, you know, they're attacking your kids. Again, that anger would come up and it's protective, right? It's a protective feeling that we want to have, right? We want to fight against things that are going to damage the people that we love or ourselves, right? So, but look, we don't want to injure or defeat or destroy or hurt the people that we love, right? And so if our anger is directed straight at them, right? Straight at your wife, straight at your kids. We like to lie to ourselves like, no, like I'm angry, but you know, I'm not trying to hurt you. Not true. If your anger is directed at somebody like that emotion is designed to hurt. So don't kid yourself. If you're mad at your kid, you're mad at your wife, you are trying to hurt them. And oftentimes that's what a punishment will be. It's not actually trying to teach them anything. It's just, you know, like payback. Oh, you did this to me. Now you're going to pay for that, right? Injury, hurt. Okay. People don't want to be around people that hurt them. So looking at Jesus as our example, right? Jesus, for sure, he did have episodes of anger in his life, right? So the money changers in the temple, he goes, he throws over, you know, tables, he's yelling at them, you know, you made my father's house a den of thieves. Um, you know, he calls the scribes and Pharisees hypocrites. He's very like in their face uh, to them a lot. Uh, he curses the fig tree right? So he has anger and he does come out. He does use some destructive things. The, the fig trees are like the only example of him like actually hurting something with his power, but, but he did, right? He did it to that fig tree. So again, anger, it's that high energy emotion. And the purpose is to injure or defeat or destroy something, right? So what is it that Jesus was trying to destroy? Okay. Cause he didn't come to destroy people, right? And even he destroys this fig tree, right? Because it was a symbol of something. It was a symbol of, you know, basically the Pharisees saying that they had the truth, but really they didn't, you know, and the fig tree it had leaves, but didn't have any fruit. So that was kind of the, the analogy there. But, you know, what was Jesus trying to destroy when he tips over these tables, when he's calling the scribes and Pharisees hypocrites, he's trying to destroy evil. That's it. He's trying to destroy Satan. He's trying to destroy uh, yeah, wickedness, right? That's what he's trying to destroy. Okay. So that to me is the purpose of anger. You know, we have anger in us, so we can destroy evil. So we can defeat evil in ourselves and in others, right? So the thing is we want to start with ourselves. <laughs> okay. 
So, you know, it's easy to say like, yeah, look, when I scream at my kids to start fighting, I'm, I'm fighting evil because, you know, they're fighting and I want them to stop. So I'm going to scream at them. I'm going to give them a spank. I'm going to do whatever, right? Because I'm fighting evil. But, you know, Jesus taught about this. He said, you know, take the beam out of your own eye before you try to take the moat out of their eye. Look, you're older, right? You're older than your kids. You should be more emotionally mature, more emotionally developed. So if you can't control your temper, right? If you're using your anger to hurt your kids, either by scaring them or yelling at them or even physically hurting them, like with spanking or whatever, right? Um, like that's a problem. <laughs> you need you need to fight evil in yourself first, right? Okay. You need to look at your real intentions. Are you trying to punish them? Okay. Your kids fought. Are you trying to just get back at them? Are you trying to control them? Are you really only concerned about the behavior here? Do you just want the behavior to stop, right? Are you just trying to scare them into doing what you want or, right? Or is your intention to actually teach them? Okay to teach them something that they need to learn here. So there's a lot of different definitions of discipline. Unfortunately, a lot of times high achieving guys, we tend to go towards discipline means just like punishing, right? Making someone do things your way. But discipline comes from disciple. Like Jesus, he, he took disciples, people that followed him that wanted to learn from him. So another definition of di- discipline is training that corrects molds or perfects the mental faculties or moral character. I think that's a great way to think about it. So we have to first model that ourselves, right? Okay. Is my moral character okay here? So you need to model emotional management first. Okay. So your kids are fighting. You don't want to come in there guns blazing and like knock them on the ground or, you know, uh, like grab them and shake them or scream at them, right? That all models poor emotional management. And again, the anger is more directed at them. It's trying to destroy them. It's not trying to destroy evil. So take a breath right? Name your emotion. I'm feeling angry. Feel it in your body. feel it in my chest. Deal with it appropriately. Even just breathing, just remembering that one will make a big difference. That's been like my main focus and it helps a ton. Just take a few breaths, right? So when you start modeling that first, now you say, okay, like now I'm not directing my anger at them. You know, I want to direct it at evil. What's the evil going on here, right? How can I help correct that? Okay. So it's like anger. It still is a useful emotion. Again, God gave it to us for a reason, but again, we want to direct it at evil thoughts and actions. So let's say again, the kids are fighting, right? So you come in. Okay. And you know, you calm yourself down, you separate them, right? And you want to teach them, right? You're like, Hey, you know, we can't be doing this. Right. And you can still be angry, right? But be angry at the evil there, you know? So you could say, look, like you're better than this, you know? that's Satan trying to to stir you up against your brother. You're better than that. Fight against that. Like use your anger to fight against that evil, right? Encourage, like Satan's trying to keep you from being the best. I don't like that. You know, I'm angry at that. You know, I don't want you to give in to that. It makes me mad. It makes me sad when you give in to that, right? You're better than that. You can do that. So that's where you can use anger in a more productive way. When you pair anger with love, right? Love for the person, anger and hatred for evil, right? For sin. Okay. So some, some examples, when your wife or kids believe they can't do things, oh, I can't do this. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a loser. Or I can't get this done. Right. That's a good place to pair anger with love. You know, don't say that. Don't talk to my friend that way. Right. That's a, a quote from Jody Moore. She said, you know, when someone's talking bad about themselves, just kind of calling to say, don't talk about my friend that way. Right. Protecting them 
You know, you're showing anger, but it's paired with love. Okay. I don't want you talking about yourself that way. That's not okay. Right. I care about you. That's not all right to talk to yourself that way. Okay. So pairing those two together, right? Okay. When they believe they're not loved. Oh, nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. You can, you can fight against that. No, I don't like you saying that again. Like, don't talk to my friend that way. You are loved. I love you. Right. That's saying, trying to trick you, tell you that, that you're not loved. Right. So getting angry at the, at the evil there. Okay. So the difference here would be something like, you know, you always say stuff like that. Just stop saying that. Right. That's so dumb. Just stop saying that. Okay. Now your anger is directed at them. Okay. And now you're trying to destroy them. Right. Versus trying to destroy the evil by pairing it with love. Look, that's a lie. Satan's telling you a lie there. Don't believe it. Right. You are loved. Okay. Okay. When they act in ways that are dishonest. So again, it's easy to, so if your kids lie to you, right, this happens, you know, probably it happens more to me because I've, uh, you know, kind of set the stage by getting angry so much that they hide stuff um, in part. And I think part of it too is just growing up, you know, kids are going to lie about stuff. But um, again, pairing anger with love here. Hey, like you're better than that. I don't want you doing that. You know, dishonesty, that's not good for you. It's not good. It's not going to help you get to where you want to be. So I don't like it when you do that because that's keeping you from who you really can be and who I know you are, right? So that's pairing anger with love, right? And that's good, right? When we when we pair them, we're okay. When we're just angry and we want to destroy our kid because they disrespected us or you know our wife disrespected us, okay, now we're going down the wrong path, okay? And when they act in dis- ways that are disrespectful to themselves or others, again, hey, that's not appropriate. Don't do that, Right? Don't talk to my friend like that, that way. Don't talk to me that way, right? That's not who you are. That's not how we do things in this house, right? We treat each other with respect and love, okay? It's not that you don't give consequences. Sometimes you need consequences, but again, it's not, it's not directed at destroying them, right? It's at destroying evil. No, look, you're going to have a consequence for lying because I want you to learn, you know, there are consequences to that. You know, we want to fight against that, that evil, because you're better than that. You can defeat it. And this is just a way to help you remember, you know, in the future to be honest. Okay. So again, it's anger, but it's anger because you know, they can be better and you know that Satan's behind this, right? And it's anger against Satan and evil, right? And trying to defeat that. Okay. So a way to think about it is you're just trying, trying to destroy, again, your anger, it's meant to destroy things. So your anger here, it's trying to destroy the evil, that is holding them back from who they want to be and who they can be, right? It's anger against that, you know, that force that's holding them down, right? And trying to destroy that so that they can raise up to be really who God wants them to be and who they can be as children of God, okay? So in summary, you know, anger, it's a powerful emotion and it's one that can be used for good or for evil, right? Like most emotions, like sexuality is another one, right? Can definitely be directed towards good or evil, So, you know, God, he gave us anger. Why? So we can fight against evil and conquer it. Okay. So start with yourself, right? What are your intentions when you're using anger? Okay. Is it to scare people into doing what you want, which is more of a Satan driven anger, or is it to fight evil in yourself and others? That's a God centered God use of anger. Okay. Jesus modeled it himself. So model emotional management for yourself first, right? That'll show your kids how to manage it when they start feeling angry. Okay. So breathe, name it, feel it, deal with it appropriately. 
But sometimes you can still use anger, right? If it's directed again towards defeating evil, okay? So use that anger, but use it to confront the evil in yourself and others. Again, that's keeping them from rising to their full potential as sons and daughters of God. That's what we're doing. We want to use our anger so that we can defeat that force that's keeping us down, right? So it's okay to use anger, but pair it with love. Pair it with love for the person and fight against the things that are keeping them and yourself from rising to that potential, okay? So to learn more about this, about emotional management, about how to create more intimacy with your wife, about, you know, building these strengths, about restoring trust, about, um, you know, improving communication, about creating great intimacy in your marriage, come join us in my program, Love, Intimacy, and Legacy. So it's for high achieving, professionally successful Christian men who want to do that, right? Want to have a better sex life with their wife. They want to, you know, maybe recover from infidelity or stop a separation or divorce. Okay. We help with all those different things and, you know, it just works because it's based on these Christian eternal principles. All right. So strongmenstrongmarriages.com or mikefrasermd.com. Click work with me. Uh, and then, yeah, you sign up for a call. We go through an application that you fill out and, uh, we go for it. All right, guys. So stay strong, men. We will see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.